You're listening to Wholesaling Inc. episode number 1084. Hey, how do I become successful? It's like get a daily schedule in mm-hmm. place and talk to as many people as you can. TTP. You know, and yep. yeah, and I say 10 to 15 contacts, new contacts a day mm-hmm. keeps the bill collector away, yep. you know? This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling. Welcome to the Wholesaling Inc. podcast. I am your host, Brent Daniels, Mr. TTP, Mr. Talk to People. On this podcast episode, I have James Michener from Prescott, Arizona. He has been a licensed real estate agent for nine years. He has done unbelievable work as a traditional real estate agent, but 18 months ago, he got caught with the wholesaling bug and has made over $400,000 in the last 18 months just from the wholesaling side of his business. He still has a real estate company, a traditional real estate company, and he has a wholesaling business. And he's going to talk to us about how he balances both of those and what he really looks for in his real estate businesses and being a real estate entrepreneur. So James, welcome. Hey, thank you, Brent. I appreciate it. This has been awesome. I've been looking forward to it. This is exciting. So $400,000 in wholesale deals, Mm -hmm. right? When you look at a deal and you're talking to a property owner and you're deciding, okay, do I list this property as a professional realtor, as a real estate agent, or do I go to them as a cash buyer? How do you make that determination? Yeah. So it's all in the conversation, right? Asking the right questions and just kind of feeling out what their pain points are, right? So the big thing for me is I'm not trying to change an unmotivated seller to a motivated seller. That's just not what we're doing, especially on the wholesale end. But what's nice as a real estate agent is I have the ability to do the wholesale, fix and flip, turn it into a rental or list it with our real estate team. So pairing wholesaling into my real estate team has just been a complete game changer for me. So right. looking at those deals, if there's enough of a, if the seller's motivated enough and there's enough of a split, uh, enough of a difference in there, I'm going to take it down as a wholesale deal rather than listing it. But if they're not motivated, but they still want to sell, we're going right. to get it over to our real estate team right away for that. Love it. So yeah. I read Rich Dad Poor Dad. Yeah. I was like, I have to get my real estate license to yeah. be able to be a really good investor. Yeah. Right? Yep. That's why I got my my license. And then I got I, I got stuck on the on the treadmill of being a real estate agent for a long time. I get it. And, right? Yeah. And, and and then finally discovered what wholesaling was, discovered the Wholesaling Inc. podcast, discovered the Wholesaling Inc. Facebook group, the whole thing, and, and my life changed forever. Yep. Why did you get your real estate license? I got my real estate license. My guardian father has been a real estate agent for 43 years. I saw the life that he was able to build. And not only that, but I had always been intrigued by real estate investing and whatnot. He retired at the age of 55 with mm. a couple hundred thousand dollars in passive income. Right. While my friends' uh, dads were doctors, CEOs, or whatnot, were still working in their 60s, 65, 70. And I'm like, this guy did it at 55. He and did it because of his rental portfolio? Because of his rental portfolio and all the investing that he had done. Yeah. He had 24 doors at one point in time. Now he's kind of paring that down. Sure. And whatnot. But yeah, so I saw that life and I was like, 
I want that. So we're sitting down at the, at the kitchen table one day and I said, what got you into real estate? And he said, I like selling. So if I was going to sell something, I want to make the most amount of money I can. Sure. Not only that, but it allowed me to get into investing and I like the investing side of things. So I'm working at Grand Canyon University as an enrollment counselor, doing my master's program. And that next day I signed up for my real estate license and got the license, dropped out of my master's program, did a couple like dabbled with a couple clients, had no closings for that first year, took off, went and taught English in Taiwan, came back, settled down and, uh, Started off my first year, made no sales for the first six months, started hitting the phones, closed 24 deals from uh, July 1st to the end of the year, uh, 24 deals. And then last year, 2022, my real estate team closed 318 deals. So Yeah, you have a huge team. I mean, you yeah, got to be the top, awesome. yeah. top team in Preston. We're actually number two. There's another guy yeah. up there that does amazing. But yeah. But even you're you're making millions yeah. in commissions, yeah. but you're still you still add wholesaling to your to your business. Oh, absolutely. And I wish I would have known what wholesaling was in the beginning of Me that. Too. I would have made so much more so money much more. and been able to help so many, uh, so many more people. And just yeah. been, there just would have been so much more opportunity there for myself and other people around me. So yeah. is it just a situation where you're like, okay, uh, I'm running across a property and it's in good shape. We'll list it. But now I'm talking to somebody that's in a real distressed situation and, and, and it's a rough house. Yeah. Are these always ugly houses that need renovation that you're typically wholesaling? No, not, not necessarily. Sometimes they just, they need to get back to their kids or yeah. they're just totally done with the property. They get to an age where they just don't want to deal with it. So as a real estate agent, I always give them what the house could sell on on the open market yep. versus what I can sell. So, And I make them sign something that says, hey, on the open market, you can get this. But if I buy it from you or we do the wholesale route, this is what you're going to get. That's net. smart. And yeah, because I don't want any liability, right? Sure. But more often than not, you'd be shocked that they will take the lower offer. Yeah, exactly. And it, it, it amazes me, right? So why I wish I would have known what wholesaling was when I began my real estate career is because so many times I come across these deals, give it to my investors. They would take it down, either turn it into a rental, fix and flip it, or they would just, you know, give it to another friend of theirs. Yeah, but they wholesale it themselves. Yeah. But 50% of the time I'm losing out on that deal because our cousin's uncle's friend got their real estate license. So they want to give them the deal. And here I am missing out on all of that. Sometimes I didn't even get paid a commission on it. I just gave them the deal in hopes that they would give it back to me fixed up and then I could sell it as a listing. So uh, like I was telling you before, I had a friend of mine got them a deal off market, 300,000. They sold it two years later for 550. I made nine grand on that. Mm -hmm. If I would have known what wholesaling was at that point in time, I could have made a $50,000 spread. He would have made good money on it. But at the end of the day, he ended up listing it with one of his friends that had gotten into real estate. And so I was out the commission on that. Yeah. Yeah. So looking back on my career, I wish I would have known what wholesaling was tied that in with my real estate team. Because not only does is the spread a little bit better in the money that you can make doing wholesaling, but also like when you're making those calls for the wholesale deals, there's also those deals that maybe they're not motivated enough to take your offer on the wholesale or fix and flip side, but they'll list it, right? So mm-hmm. we we take those leads and we give it over to the real estate team, which they convert over to a listing, which has increased our business by probably 20% just knowing that and implementing the stuff that you've taught me through our wholesaling course. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. It's, well, yeah. I, I love a couple of things and I'm, I, I kind of want to unpack this a little bit, just going back to what you were saying before with your dad getting 24 doors and being that, that example and, yeah. and literally choosing yeah. if he wanted to work past the age of 55. Yeah. 
which is absolutely incredible yeah. because of that. Because we talk about it, right? Our big goal as real estate entrepreneurs is that those three beautiful words, passive yeah. income, yep. right? Yep. Like the passive cash flow. Sorry. Yeah. No, that's three words, not two. But there you go. <laughs> passive cash flow. That, yeah. I mean, those are the three words that like we hear that and so it does something crazy to our brains. Yeah. But to really know somebody that's lived that and been there, I mean, yeah. what an incredible example. Oh, it was amazing. There's already a blueprint that was there, right? Yep. And, you know, one of the things that's nice about him is like you have your rich dad and your poor dad. You read that book, right? Mm-hmm. He was my rich dad. So he showed a lot of good examples yeah. of what you need to do. So I just followed that blueprint. Now I'm at 21 doors. 20 of those are rental properties. 14 of those are paid off. And there's you know, hard money lending, fix and flip wholesale. But all of that has turned into over $250,000 in passive income at my age of, of 34 years old. Right. So I'm set free at this point in time, but I'm still going, mm-hmm. right? Because there's a lot of people that are counting on me. I like to work and to retire is to expire, which is what uh, DT says, Donald yeah. Trump, right? Yeah. So, and I have a lot to give back. So, so you're, you've got this passive cash flow. Obviously, that means that you decided early on mm-hmm. that you weren't going to be this mega consumer. No. You're going to be an investor early. Yeah. So does that mean you live in a smaller house? Does that mean you don't drive the newest cars? Does that mean you're not taking the most lavish vacations? Like, what is your lifestyle like? Because you make a great income yeah. from from traditional real estate now and even more uh, e- even greater income yeah. with the wholesaling and the traditional income. Yeah. But it, I mean, 21 doors, you you got to be investing a lot of it. I mean, what's yeah. the lifestyle like? Yeah. So great question. So the lifestyle in the beginning is you just live on what you need to. I mean, and you have to have a partner that's on board with that too, right? So my wife isn't a big spender. She's very modest. We still like our nice stuff, but we could live off 40 grand a year easily. And when you're making, you know, 50 grand the first year, 180, 300, and then up over a million dollars a year. Yeah. You're able to save all that income. So luckily my wife and I were on the same, same page. So the first property that we bought was a duplex, right? Uh, we rented out one side, lived in the other $300. Yeah. House hacking. Right. And then I had friends that were reaching out to me or clients saying, Hey, I need to sell this property. It's, it needs a lot of work. Come over and take a look at it. So my conversation shifted from let's list the property to, Hey, what if I bought this from you? And we just took it off your hands. And a lot of times that worked out really well for us. But I think being on board with your spouse, knowing that you have an end goal in mind. And I knew that the real estate market was doing really well and it would only last for a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. So I just put my head down and worked, work, 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 because I knew winter was coming. Right. Mm-hmm. And what are we at? We're in winter now. So in eight years, I started off at living in a single wide trailer in the worst part of Prescott Valley to now owning the 21 doors. So you fast forward that right now, what does my life look like? We're still pretty modest and you know, we probably live off of around 80 to a hundred thousand dollars a year, Sure, but we live in a good neighborhood. We're on two acres, 4,000 square foot house that I picked up for 220,000 and now it's worth about 850,000. How did I do that? Door knocking, right? So a lead came in, I couldn't get a hold of him, couldn't get a hold of him, door knocked it, tenant answered, got his phone number, was able to negotiate that. And now we're and in now you like live our there? dream house. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Incredible. Yep. And then what I did is I bought that house and I saw the rates were dropping, right? Mm-hmm. So what I did is I refinanced that, took out some money at three percent interest. I only took out 150 grand, but at three percent interest, now I'm loaning that money out as a hard money lender for 10, 12%. Yep. Right. So 
What I like about real estate and being a real estate agent is you have one road, right? But instead of having all these different side hustles, I'm not baking cakes, right? But my side hustles are hard money, fix and flip, wholesale, you name it in the real estate realm, but they're all feeding into each other. Mm -hmm. So while I'm doing my prospecting in the morning for those listing leads, I'm also prospecting for wholesale, fix and flips, hard money and other investors that are in there. So it all works out well. So that's why I think every single real estate agent should sign up for your course, take the, take the wholesale. I'm <laughs> sure. serious. Yeah. Like it's the best course. And I've coached with other wholesalers as well. Your course is the most simple laid out and well explained one that I've ever taken. So, well, thank you. Yeah. He's not getting paid to say that. No, I'm not, <laughs> but it's coming. It's no, a I really thing. appreciate yeah. it. I, you know, listen to go from a trailer, single wide trailer to 21 doors in what? Eight years, yeah. nine years. Yeah. Eight. I mean, absolutely yeah. incredible. And yeah. you talked about how the first six months, yeah, you didn't do anything. Yeah. So what changed? Uh, so my brokerage said, Hey, uh, when I first started, you need to send letters to your sphere of influence. You need to do your open houses, all this stuff, right? What changed was I had a real estate coach at that time that was hired by the brokerage. And he said, you need to sit your butt down mm-hmm. and you need to do circle prospecting, call your canceled, expires for sale by owners. But I had just left a job at Grand Canyon University where I was sitting in a cubicle doing that same exact thing. I was like, no way, no way, no way. Six months later, he's like, hey, how's business going? I'm like, yeah, pretty crummy. He's like, how much have you made? I'm like, zero dollars. He's like, you need to start calling. Yep. So next day, I started doing, pulled up Fort Sale by Owners on Zillow, Craigslist, and built my business through that. That's it. The canceled and expired. And money just started flowing in. There's two ways to be more efficient, right? As a real estate entrepreneur. Yeah. Talk to more people. Yep. And, or have higher quality conversations with the people that you're talking For sure. to. That's it. Yep. Would you agree with that? Oh, without a doubt. You know, when I coach my team members, it's like, hey, how do I become successful? It's like, get a daily schedule in mm-hmm. place and talk to as many people as you can. TTP. You know, and yep. yeah. And I say 10 to 15 contacts, new contacts a day mm-hmm. keeps the bill collector away, yep. you know? Yep. So it's just, yeah. And if you want to go past that and you're at 30 to 40 contacts a day, you're going to be making half a million to a million dollars a year mm-hmm. pretty easily with that. Not to mention all the other stuff that you can buy through making those contacts that'll build your equity, that'll build your net, your net worth after yeah. all that. Yeah. Love it. So you obviously weren't given a big you know, amount of money as you graduated high school or no. college, right? To get started? No. So, I mean, you have a dad that has all these doors... Yeah. Right. He doesn't just give you no some properties. And not you, at all. so why not? I mean, was that just not the mentality or were they like, hey, you go out there and you you get to eat what you kill type of thing? Yeah. I mean, he started from zero. So why can't I start from zero and do what he did? You know, yeah. I mean, that portfolio was built by him for him and his his family and his wife and whatnot. Now mm-hmm. they just spent a six weeks in New Jersey with an Airbnb, right? While his properties are making a money. So no, there was no money that was given at that point in time. The way that you're going to learn is through hard work. And if something's given to you, you're not going to cherish it right. as much as something that was earned. Right. So yeah. L- love it. Yeah. Let's break down a deal. Okay. Let's do what it. Do we, what do we got? So I bought a property in Fairmist, which is one of the, it's a outside rural area of Prescott in Mayor. That's the name of the town? Uh, Sorry. Fairmist is the street. Okay. Mayor was the town. Mayor. Yeah. So we got that through cold calling. Uh, One of the VAs picked it up mm-hmm. sent it over to me. Uh, I tried what, what list do you remember? Uh, absentee. Absentee owner. Mm-hmm. Tired landlord. Yeah. Tired yeah. landlord. Yep. And, and when we're talking about tired landlord, these are people that an absentee, if you're not familiar with the term, 
is we're talking about people that don't live in the property and typically they've owned it for at least seven years and it was built before around 1990. So these are older properties that have been owned for a while, rented for a while, or vacant, sit vacant for a long time that we go after, right? When you're focusing on a a specific target list to go after, you want to go after the distressed property list. And we know that six to 10% of all properties are on that list. So focus on that six to 10% of those properties that you think are the most likely that'll trade their price for speed and convenience, because that's what you're really looking at. All sellers only get two price, speed, or convenience. And they only get to pick two out of those three. If they want speed and convenience then they got it. They got to be open to a lower price. Yeah, absolutely. So the VA made the initial call, sent it over to me. I looked at the notes, gave her a call, lasted like five seconds, and she got off. So I had to do everything through text message, right? Sure. And she was she had two other investors that were in trying to get it from her. So, anyways, I was able to work out a price which I thought was fair for me and her. We took down that deal. We were going to take down. A how, how was the, how was the condition? Oh, it was, it needed about probably fifty dollars to $60,000 in work. And it was a 1920s house because that area has some older homes in that particular so area. So you got a historic house. Yeah. Additions. You, yeah. I bet. All kinds of stuff. How was the floor plan? Crummy. Right. Yeah. It was crummy. Yeah. So I went and took a look at it because we took it, we took it down. We were going to fix and flip it. I went and took a look at it and I was like, this is not something I want to get into. I felt like we were just a little too close to where the peak was. And I just didn't want to get caught in something yeah. that was going to, you know, derail me. So we ended up getting it out to getting it to our dispo guy. He ended up linking up with one of our buyers. We ended up making $40,000 on that. But that initial call was from the VA. I called her lasted five seconds. Then everything else was through text message. And she gave us two other deals that we were able to close on with her. So, Holy cow. Yeah, so yeah. what did you buy it for? Uh, what did you get it under contract for? Uh, we got it under contract for 110. We sold it for 150. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yes. I was, I was really stoked about that deal. And now the best part about that was like when she was texting me and telling me that she had other investors. I mean, I did use a, di- a little different strategy because she stopped responding to me on my cell phone. So I used my Google voice number and started texting her and what she was, I acted as like a different investor at that point in time. And she was building me up to the other investor that she was talking to this other guy, which was me yeah. and that she was probably going to go work with him. So I was building up all this ammunition to be able to go. And I mean, she felt fair. I felt fair, but there was a couple different strategies that you had to take directly and indirectly to be able to get Why wouldn't deal. she get on the phone? I don't know. She just wanted to do everything by text message. So. And it was fine. I mean, fine. how did you get, did you set an appointment? Did you ever meet her? I did never met her. That? Everything was done virtually. You yeah. sent her like a, like a electronic signature email. Yeah. Yeah. With the contract. Email. Yep. She signed it and we were good to go. After now, that. when you sent it over, did yeah. she sign it right away or did it take like a few days and you're like kind of sweating? It took 48 hours. Yeah. Um, so something was going on with her husband. I don't remember all the details, but I was sweating at that point in time. I'm like, oh my gosh, is she actually going to sign? Is this other investor going to offer her more money? And so what I you did. You were the other investor. Well, there was, <laughs> so there were two others. Four altogether, if you yeah. include the two that were me, right? So I even on that Google voice number, I even texted her and said, Hey, I'll offer you 5,000 more than the other guy. She goes, No, I'm going to go with James. He's been up front and uh, whatnot with me. And I just feel really comfortable with him. So I was trying Why to. Why do play- you think she felt comfortable with you if it's a relationship built over text messages? What do you um, think was the difference that you. 
Because I try not to be slimy. I try to, uh, even though like switching the phone numbers would seem a little slimy, but I felt, I didn't know she was real. So I need right. to kind of feel that out, you know? But I think see just. See if it was somebody messing with you. Yeah. See if it was somebody messing yeah. with me. Cause that happens from time to time. I think just being genuine and selling myself to somebody else, like they would want to be sold to. Right. Yeah. So I always take it like, how would I want to be sold? Mm-hmm. Right. And so I take that approach and I bring it into my real estate business on the wholesale side and the listing side as well. I mean, the guy that's number one in our market up in Prescott, we'll go to lunch sometimes and he's like, dude, how are you beating me on these deals? Like, are you telling him your story of rags to riches or all else? I'm like, man, I'm just having a conversation, you yeah. know, just being myself. And and if they like that and it's a, that authenticity mm-hmm. wins the deal, yep. then I'm good to go. If I have to push somebody into something, I don't feel comfortable. They don't feel comfortable. And I'm not going to get the referrals. Yeah, but what, on that give, me, give me something tactic that people can implement from watching or listening to this that that makes you not feel not be slimy. You know what I mean? Is it is it certain words or phrases that you use? Is it the amount of communication? Right. Is it the volume? Like, what is it? What, what What's the secret sauce in there? Because it's like, yeah, just don't be slimy. Well, what does that mean? You know what I mean? And, and, and be authentic. Well, okay. What does that mean? You know what I mean? Yeah. So I try to get to know somebody right Mm -hmm. on a personal level and, uh, remember like, Oh, her kids lived in North Carolina. Like, Hey, how are your kids doing in North Carolina? Just wanted to touch basically. I know you've been busy with them. So like building that rapport and using that rapport to build Mm -hmm. a relationship with them is the most important thing in my mind. But you know, opening up the conversation like, Hey, my name's James. I'm with XYZ and putting out your intentions right there and letting them know that they do have options, but they're not forced into any one thing Yep. and giving them my personal cell phone number as well. And then, you know, letting them know that we have a team backing us and that we've done this before. So it's not like, you know, you're one wholesaler, you're, you're an investor that's done one or two deals, like letting them know this is what we've done. This is who I am. And I do YouTube videos. So I have my own YouTube channel. So I'll send them a video of who I am and then links to my Zillow or like my Sotellus, right? Yeah. So that they know that I'm a real person at that point in time. So I think sellers, especially the last three years, Mm -hmm. have been hit so much by so many people that all they want is authenticity and a genuine person. So as soon as you can convey that and give that to them, they're going to be way more attracted to you than some big corporation or hedge fund or whatnot. So yeah. if they want to help the little guy, you know, well, we talk about two things. We talk about being certain and being likable, right? Yeah. Certainty and likability. And I think what you're talking about there is the certainty that, you know, yeah. whatever, whatever decision, whatever option that they want to take, whatever road they want to go down with getting rid of this property, you can help them out. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and if, I think every wholesaler can have that, whether you're licensed or not. Yeah. Certainly, if you are licensed, you've got different options there. But if you're not licensed, you can refer them to incredible real estate agents. Yeah. You can't take a referral fee for that, but you could build a really great relationship with an agent that'll bring you deals, which will make you way more than any referral fees. For sure. So, I mean, I think everybody just to, to take a take a note out of your book is yeah. be certain, be likable, and be a real human being for sure, and and communicate with them and actually care. Yeah, I think what I'm hearing from you is you you love your community, you love these people, you love yeah. what's going on, and yeah. and if you if you get the ability to express that with people that are in your life, that's what they're feeling. Yeah, and just like you said, certainty. Like I feel certain that I can help this person one way or the other, and if I can't, I'll refer it to somebody else. Right, like. You know, we just closed on another deal that was a rental. We were going to wholesale it. We could have made like eighty or ninety thousand dollars, but I like the rental rentability of it. He had two other investors in there. One guy had talked to him about an offer, 
was Dragon's Feet, Dragon's Feet. I'm like, Andy, I can get this for you and I will. Here's my offer. It's in your email right now. Mm-hmm. Here's the certainty that I'm going to make this happen. And, you know, he had a different kind of personality is more. And I have a lot of engineer friends. He's just super engineer. Mm-hmm. So it's hard for me to break through that. Right. But I kept the communication up with him. What I said I was going to do, I did. And he liked that. And then the certainty of like, hey, you have an offer in your email. And I live five minutes down the down the street. I bought other properties yeah. here. And the likability, I don't know that that was as big a factor because me and him just didn't click as well. But I don't sure. know that he would click with a whole bunch of people anyway. So, but yeah, those two things, certainty and likability have definitely helped me awesome. in my career. What's the big goal? How many doors? How much passive? You know, kind of when you're looking down that five, 10 year, you're how old? 34. So let's say you're 44. Yeah. Right. What does that look like? What does life look like? Yeah. So life looks like I have two amazing kids that are healthy and they're great and they're contributing to society. My marriage is good and strong and I'm the best version of myself that I can be. Mm -hmm. From a business standpoint, I'd like to be at half a million dollars in passive income Love it. while helping other people you know, get to the millionaire status. I mean, every single one of my team members that have worked for me have made over, they've made six figures. Right. And a lot of those people have come to me in one just bought a house. Yeah. One just bought a house. Yep. And a lot of the, the team members that have come to me have said, man, I'm struggling right now. I don't know if I'm going to be in real estate. So the more people I can help, the better, you know, two years ago, I noticed I would get two or three listings in a day sometimes. Mm -hmm. Right. And what felt more what felt better to me was helping my team members reach their goals than me just getting another listing and reaching sure. my goals. And I forget who says it. You probably know, but the more people that you can help get to their goal is how you're going to get to That's yours. It. Right. Yep. And so I've just had a lot more fulfillment in helping others. So, uh, by 44, I'd like that passive income to be there, my family healthy and happy, but also on that journey, I want to be able to help other people get to the spot that they want to get to. It's not that hard. I mean, I grew up with a single mom that didn't, we lived in low income housing and now look at where I'm at. So if I can do it, other people can do it as well. So uh, I just want to give back and contribute. So. so you had a single mom. Who was the dad figure? Uh, so my mom, when I was 14 years old, she moved to uh, Sedona with my grandmother. Yeah. And uh, it wasn't going to be a good living situation. So one of my my best friend at that time had talked to his parents about, hey, do you want to come live with us? And I was like, yeah, that'd be awesome. We played soccer. They took me in. I didn't even really know them that well, the sure. parents. And so the mom was a nurse. The dad was a, a real estate agent investor. And so I got to see how a family cohesively worked together. Sure. They had dinners together. They had food on the table. But I got to see how he would wake up at six o'clock in the morning, be out the door by seven, seven fifteen. Uh, my guardian mother would be out the door helping with. So I got to see how a family unit worked and I got to see what hard work looked like Mm -hmm. to get you to a certain spot. So anyways, they took me in and the rest is history after that. So, yeah. So up until 14. Yeah. Just with your mom. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. It was insane. Yeah. Yeah. And look at you now. Such a blessing. Yeah. And it's such a blessing. I mean, we say prayers with our family, you know, uh, during dinner time and then before we put the kids to bed and we're always giving, we're always giving gratitude towards those that have helped us and, you know, what God has provided in our life as simple as like just the clean water and the food on our table, you know, I mean, that's what I'm happy for at this point in time. Cause there's a time as a kid where sometimes I didn't have that, you know, Mm -hmm. so to God has provided that and yeah, so it was my community as well. Yeah. So if I can get back to 
others at 44. That's what an what I inspiration. Keep doing. Yeah. Yep. I love it. Thanks. And you're helping out a lot of agents. Yeah. Yeah. So tell everybody how to reach out to you and what you're doing in, in that. Yeah. So uh, Facebook is a really good way. James Michener. Um, I have a YouTube channel, Financially Free Realtor, and then Instagram, which is my last name, Michener James. You can reach out to me through there as well. And then the second part of that question was, where am Just I heading? Who, yeah. Who are you helping? Uh, so I'm helping my team. So we have 14 agents and then four admin staff, yeah. and then we have a little wholesale team as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm helping them. And then I have, and what I'd really like to do is get into the realtor community and help real estate agents develop their business from zero to a hundred sales or those people that are a hundred sales, how to scale up their business awesome, and become financially free. Cause sure. I feel like we're in such a good industry being a real estate agent that again, you can funnel all that in there and you can become, I was financially free after five years of being a full-time real estate agent, yeah. right? So 200 grand plus income at that point in time. If I can do it, anybody can do it at that point in time. So if I can help teach others to do that, yeah, I'm all game for it. So reach out for me and I love James, that. You're yeah. incredible. Thanks. Thanks, Brent. Incredible. I appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, what a story. Incredible story from what your early childhood was was like to now. I asked you what is you know what do you look at at forty four years and you went your kids your wife your family all that first all that matters that's it right matters and then the financial stuff is the toppings you know what I mean well it's all taken care of and people would always say like how are you so successful right and you know. I didn't have to think about it long, but I was so successful because I had a supportive wife that loved me and gave me certainty because my entire life growing up, I didn't have certainty, right? Right. My mom was dealing with whatever she was dealing with. We didn't have food. We didn't have like consistency. So my wife gave me that certainty, which I was then able to really like hone into myself and push forward because I knew back home, my wife was there and that's what I needed at that point in time. So awesome. Yeah. James, thanks thank for being you, thank on you, here. Brent. This was Absolutely awesome. I appreciate incredible. it. So, Guys, yeah. reach out to James. Uh, if you are licensed, you have to reach out to him. It is definitely worth your time. It'll be the best conversation that you have all year. And if you are interested in joining the most proactive community in real estate investing, it is Wholesaling Inc. All right. Go to wholesalinginc.com. Wholesalinginc.com. Check out what it's all about. If it feels good in your gut, sign up for a call. And we look forward to welcome you into this amazing community with James yeah. and so many others that are doing amazing things out there in the communities. And, uh, and that's it. I'm yeah. going to sign off on this podcast as I always do, encouraging you to go out there and talk to people. Till next time. Love you guys. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at wholesalinginc.com by joining the mailing list as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe and work personally with one of our amazing coaches. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.